Thank you for joining us for another power-packed message from Dr. Miles Monroe, provided by Monroe Global Incorporated and MonroeGlobal.com. We transform followers into leaders and leaders into agents of change. We hope that this message is a blessing to you as you advance your life and discover your purpose. Now, let's go into the message. Our theme this year, as you know, has been transforming society through what? Kingdom leadership. And I want to give you a little secret that you probably missed. Write this down. Becoming an agent of change. I want to show you a secret that you probably never saw before. And I'm going to tie into what our Pastor Simmons talked about. I want to focus on the basic subject, the power of initiating change. The power of what? Initiating change. Write this down. Understanding proactive and reactive leadership. Agent of change has to do with initiating change. But you can end up being a leader who is reactive or proactive. God does not want you to be a reactive leader. To react means that something has already happened and now you're trying to respond to it. It's too late. The church has been a reactive entity in society. They did a research on the church about 22 years ago and they wanted to find out how far behind the church was from the progress in society. Based on their research, they concluded that the church is usually 30 to 40 years behind the world. That means by the time the church accepted radio was okay, it was too late. When television was first created, the church went against it and called it demonic. And by the time the church accepted it, the world controlled it. When they invented the internet, the church said it was from the devil. By the time the church, and they're still trying to figure it out, the world already controlled it. We are always reacting. That must change now. Because God did not leave the earth in the hands of the world, he left it in the hands of his church. So we're supposed to be not reactive, but proactive. So I want to show you something. Write this down. The change option. What do I mean by the change option? Well, let's talk about change for a minute. The one thing that is guaranteed in life is what? Change. We know that. But you cannot avoid change or stop change. It's going to happen anyhow. 
Some of you are feeling it now. But here's the challenge. You cannot stop or avoid change. So the option is, number one, you can become a victim of change or an agent of change. That's the two options you have. You can decide, I'll just wait till it happens, and then I'll suffer the consequences. Or I am going to step out and determine what happens so that I could become the one who controls the change. You and I cannot afford anymore to just wait for things to happen. In my book on change, I talk about the four types of humans in the world. I remind you of them. First, there are those who watch things happen. Second, there are those who let things happen. Third, there are those who ask, what happened? And then there's the fourth group who make things happen. That fourth group will control the world all the time. That fourth group will control your life all the time. Whoever initiates change controls your destiny. That leads me to my next point. Write it down. An agent of change initiates the change they desire. If you do not decide what happens, somebody else will. This is a tough series to even talk about because people in the Caribbean have a culture of procrastination, timidity, and passivity. Big words, eh? We are passive. We, we are, somehow our culture got this problem. This is why we are becoming victims of our own culture. We, we move too late. I've been driving yesterday, going home, and I looked at those buildings going up on the cable strip. And I look at that, I don't know whether I should rejoice or weep. Because I'm not sure what that means for me and my children. I really am. I'm, I look at it and I go, God, what's happening in my world here? Who, who controls this? As I drove past those buildings, a scripture burst in my head like a, like a massive flood. I quote it. It's from the book of Proverbs. It says, he who does not work his own land shall grow poor. That is in the Bible. That means if you don't decide what can happen to your own land, somebody else will. So a change agent is one who what? Initiates the change they desire. They don't wait for other people to decide to turn Hog Island into Paradise Island. <laughs> that was our Hog Island. At least it was ours, even if it was a Hog Island. But our insight is so small 
Lack of vision. We couldn't see that all you had to do was change the name of it. And now we are victims of what other people say. I had the privilege of meeting with the president, the co-president of Atlantis for four hours this week, private meeting. But one of the things that impressed me during our conversation, and this happened about 48 hours ago, he, he's in charge of all of Atlantis. This is the guy, this is the main guy. And uh, I found out he's from Greece. He's a Greek guy, but he lived in Las Vegas. He lived in South Africa. He lived in Dubai. He ran a number of these big, massive places, and they got him here now. And as he talked to me, he said, you know, uh, Saul Kirsten doesn't own this anymore. He said, the company that owns this knows nothing about the Bahamians. Let me say it slow, because this is a very dangerous statement. He said, the company that owns this property in the Bahamas know nothing about the Bahamas or the Bahamians. That means they make decisions in an office without any idea of what you're going through in your local life. In other words, when you sell your soul, the one who you sold it to could sell it to somebody else who you don't know. And then he said this to me, and I don't want to cause any alarm. He says that we haven't made a profit yet. I said, now, you know, and he said, this is, this is reality. They are keeping up. You might have known that. Let me tell you what that means. If I invest in you, and you promise to give me a return on my investment, and I give you a period to bring the return. If I don't see the return in that period, we gotta talk. If you don't control the change, somebody else will. Hundred and forty people were laid off at the hotel down the street. And everybody up in arms, and everybody trying to pass blame. The decision wasn't even made here. If you don't initiate the change, somebody else will. Am I coming home? All right, take a deep breath. I want to show you something. Write this down. The mission of the church begins with a command to initiate change. You never saw this before, hey? That's why I'm so proud of Dr. Simmons this morning. He, he, he got the message. You do have an option, but if you don't take the right one, somebody else will. The mission of the church was given by Jesus Christ. And it's a command that gives you the power to initiate. It begins with the word go. Everybody say go loud. Go. Say it louder. Go. Shake the roof. Go. That's the first word he uses. 
go. That means don't wait for no one to call you. Don't wait for no invitation. Don't wait for no one to motivate you. Say it loud. Go. If someone tells you go, that means you have to personally motivate yourself and get active, not reactive. Go means I start things. Where the devil let me slap him. Let me say it again. Go means what? I start things. That's the secret. What are you waiting for? My son said something this morning, sitting here. He said, if you ain't got no group to go witness in, start one. Yes. Well, the church ain't going on outreach, so? Ain't nobody reaching the single mothers, so? Ain't nobody going to the gangs, so? What's your problem? Ain't nobody reaching the widows, so? Well, you want an invitation or something? You already got the command. What's the command? Go! I'm, I'm going to tell you something about going now. Going is dangerous. Because when you go, the people who don't expect you to come are going to ask you what you doing here. <laughs> Where is church going? Where y'all going? Why y'all coming into politics? Because he say, go. Why y'all getting involved in business? He say, go. If I don't go, somebody else can go. And it mightn't be who I want to go. Y'all talk to me, man, before I go. See, we always complain about what's wrong. What's wrong is because you didn't go first. We are either victims or we are agents. Write this last statement down. It's very important. God is the ultimate agent of change because the first statement in the entire Bible is initiation in the beginning God created something that's enough for me I'd go home now God didn't say I'll wait till something needs to be done he said I'm gonna create some things I'm going to start from nothing. I'm going to start with nothing. I'm going to start something. The first statement in scripture is an initiation. In the beginning, God created. Bahamas Faith Ministries was started the exact same way. Sat in my apartment. And decided, I'm going to start from nothing. Waiting makes you a victim. Hoping makes you a prisoner. If there's one thing you leave this meeting with is 
If it's going to be, it's up to me. Say it. Say it loud. If it's going to be, it's up to me. Great commission had to start somewhere. It had to start with somebody. This man was a real estate agent. Still is. What does a real estate agent doing feeding the poor? Because somebody has to feed them. And praying time was over. Stop praying. Get up and go. Okay, you got a job. I'm not impressed. He had a job too. You don't, need, you don't need to leave your job to go. Start right where you are. In the beginning, God created. He didn't wait for no encouragement, no suggestion from anybody. He didn't need no one to call him or send him. It says, in the beginning. Everybody's the beginning. In other words, God began the beginning when he began. And he began it when he began it. He began it. There was no beginning to start. He started start. He, 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 come on, everybody say active. Say proactive. Proactive means I'm going to start something. We cannot afford for other people to change our lives. We should change life itself. The Caribbean countries are always on my heart. We are, we are victims. From the Bahamas all the way to Trinidad and Guyana. Every one of us. We, we, we hope other people help us. What are we doing? We got water, conch shell, sand, seaweed. You know how expensive seaweed is. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for a foreigner to come and, and pick our seaweed and sell it back to us in a package? Hey, boy, say go. We got to go. If you don't act, somebody else will. And whoever acts first controls your future. Always remember that. The only person you're supposed to wait on is God. And far as he can sign, he doesn't tell you what to do. Everybody say, go. I rest my case. I want you to sit down tonight at 10 p.m. Write on a piece of paper what you're going to start. Just, just, I dare you. I'm going to start this. Start something. The finish is up to God, you know. Go. Be the agent of change. Don't be a victim of change. Let me close this session. Look at this. The number one word that God gave us after he left the earth in human form 
was go. He never told us to come back. He never recalled the command. The principle of initiative is in the commission. Go. Why don't you start, why don't you start a telephone ministry or a texting ministry? You, you, you're going to collect 50 emails and you're going to text them every day, a scripture. Uh, why don't you start a, a, an a senior ministry in BFM where you can get all the senior folks who are over the age of 65 and you're going to just send them a letter, a text, or maybe just call them every day for two seconds and say, I'm praying for you. Do something. Stop, stop talking about your problems. Our prisons are so full with people that I am so nervous right now. For those who are visiting us, this is a serious situation in the Bahamas. Uh, when I arrived here from Nigeria a few hours ago, the first page I read in the newspaper in the Bahamas, it says that 80% of those who perpetrate crime were those who were on bail or who were waiting trial. The next day, the newspaper says the minister of... Security says that he got to let them out because there ain't no room. I became confused. Mr. Minister, please, I know you're watching TV. Please help me with that. I don't understand that one. You all can help me, man? No, explain that to me. You, you're telling me the guy who out is the one who killing and robbing, and you say you got to let more out because you don't got no room for that. What? Help me. Help me. Now, if you can borrow 100 million, take 10 million, build one prison on one little island somewhere, and let the brothers have a good time out there. Make sure a shark's around the island are eating cool. That's do something, but don't let them back in society without being rehabilitated. Y'all help me, man. I, I, I confused about this. I don't understand the policy. I don't understand. Listen, I mean, I'm not a smart fellow, okay? I'm from Baintown, I ain't too sharp. But that I can't figure out. One day you tell me, they're the fellows who are doing it. The next day you say you put more out on the streets. How you said those two things? If I was thinking that, I wouldn't make that public. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you all from this church to start a revolution. I'm giving you permission now to go and empty the prisons. I want you to go up there, start some ministries in prison. Young men, I want you to go up there and start witnessing to those young men. I want you to invade the prisons. I want you to take your life. Spend at least two hours a week visiting the prison, talking to those girls and those men up there. Bring them to Jesus. And don't wait for the pastor to start the program. That's the point I'm making. You get together with some girls, say, we're going to invade the, children, the, the women's prison ourselves. You come with the program yourself. You get together with the other men and say, men, we're going to start something here. We're going to stop this situation ourselves. Because if we don't initiate the change, 
then they can change us. You think you got locks on your door now. If you don't do something, you can need to buy more locks. They move a lock to it, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, initiate. That's the command of Jesus. Everybody say, go. 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 And this is why I make this statement. We have to manage change ourselves. We got to make sure the time we're using, we're managing it. We also got to manage change by making a plan. Plan to do something next month, which begins today. So this day, I'm, I'm going to begin with a plan. I'm going to start a plan. In other words, planning is the most important principle for you becoming successful because you get to control change. Planning gives you the power to decide what change you will have. Without a plan, change will ruin your life because someone else will do it. Go. I hope you are stirred up like I am. You know, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be standing before the, the Constitutional Commission again at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Pray for me. And they invited me to come back to discuss our representations, a recommendation. We initiated that. I called them and said, y'all ain't invite me. And they apologized, and they invited us the first time. We submitted the document. They expected a two-page document. We gave them a 28-page. They said, you need to come back. Why? Because if we don't tamper with our own constitution, somebody else will. You can end up having two women getting married in your churches if somebody don't get in there and be proactive and say, hold it, let's think about this for a minute. Silence makes you a victim. And so tomorrow morning, I'm going to talk about marriage. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to talk about gender, ones we don't know about, like sexual orientation, which I don't know exists. Sexual preference, I don't know what that means. You mean you prefer something? And then you want to give it protection? I don't mind you preferring, but don't try to get me to dignify your preference. Somebody have to what? And boy, I see them getting excited about me lately. I saw one editorial, a long editorial on me. I, I smile. I said, you ain't seen nothing yet. You better get ready to write plenty. Why? I ain't rolling over playing dead no more. Because ain't nobody going to change my life without me having something to do about it. You ain't going to change my future, and I ain't got no opportunity to make sure it's the one I want. Close your Bibles, let's pray. Father, thank you. May the heart of your people be like Joseph, who are willing to leave their clothing to go and obey you. 
Some of us got to be like Jonah today who, who ignored you first and then decided, I better do this. Because whatever we do, Lord, can save a city, can save a country, can save a whole nation. It can even save a generation like Abraham did. Lord, let us decide in our chair today, sitting in this chair, that we are not going to be spectators of the sport of life. We coming out of the chair, we going down on the field. We are going to play this game. We can get involved in this. We're going to say, no more will anyone else decide what island they will buy. Oh God. Teach us to be like the ultimate initiator. Yourself. For you so loved the world, you didn't pray for the world. You so loved the world, you didn't feel sorry for the world. You so loved the world, you didn't have pity on the world. You did something. You sent. You acted. You initiated the process. Give us that same spirit that we will not just feel sorry for the Bahamas and sorry for Jamaica and sorry for Haiti and sympathy for Barbados. But Lord, today, help us to decide I'm going to do something. Send us. Lord, speak to people right now in this room. Bring back to them what you've been trying to tell them for 20 years. Remind them of the things they are ignoring, the, 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 the call that you've been screaming in their minds. Lord, remind them to go back and do it. We repent, Lord, for paying our own bills. Forgive us for locking our own doors and watching our own flat screen TVs. Lord, we repent. Give us the burden that's on your heart. Burden us with the things that burden you. The souls of men. You love men so much, you died on the cross. Give us that same passion today. And Lord, out of this one meeting, let there be hundreds of ministries born. Thank you, Lord. Thank you once again for listening to this message as we hope that it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you new paths and opportunities so that you can discover your purpose. It is your love, support, and partnership that makes Monroe Global possible. Please visit us online at www.monroeglobal.com for more product, partnership, or to join us at one of our live events around the world.